Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, emphasis on knuckleheads. And with me, as always, is the number one knucklehead himself. <laughs> man, man, Reggie, what's going on, Reggie? <laughs> I, I didn't realize I was carrying the number one mantra, man. That was... Uh, I want to give it to you, man. That's breaking news to all of us. Yeah, even though my dad called me a knucklehead for a lot of years, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and give you number one knucklehead, man. We ne- we never designated who was one, who was two, but I'm uh, until now, on top. we didn't until now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so what's going on, man? Oh man, just uh, you know, just enjoying a, a win. It wasn't the wasn't the prettiest win. It wasn't uh, anything. To, to write home about but it, it was a win there was some highs and some lows of the game and uh but you know you, you you had a different vantage point of the game than i did yeah yeah for sure man so so first off this is uh uh the first time in a long time we've had victory monday right yeah yeah and uh so it feels good to have victory monday once again it's been been a few weeks but uh as you can see i'm clearly not in my normal location um, as we're doing, as we do our podcast, because I'm actually in Atlanta. I I was I had the uh, pleasure, if you will, of uh, being at Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, here in Atlanta. Let me first say, man, that is a that is a nice stadium, man. It was my first time. I had been to the Georgia Dome, their old stadium, mm-hmm. several times, but this was the first uh, trip to the new stadium, okay. and. Uh, very very nice um of course i didn't realize until later that uh the ownership group magic and uh, i think rails and josh harrison some of those guys were there apparently they toured the stadium and things trying to get some ideas and things and the one thing i hope they took notice of and i knew this already going into the game but the atlanta falcons is the only team that has these newer stadiums but their prices don't reflect new stadium prices. For mm-hmm. example, for example, a slice of pizza costs you three dollars. Wow. Yeah, a bottle of water was three dollars. Um, their soda, their their sodas are free refills. Free refills on a soda at a free at a stadium? Refills. Yes. What, yes. What, what was was it a was it a eighteen dollar soda? No. Nope. Wow. The, like you you can get a whole pizza, a whole pizza for eighteen dollars. At most stadiums, eighteen dollars to get you two some slices, cold, some cold fries, yeah, some some overcooked chicken strips and a soda. Right, you can get, you can get a whole pizza, um, chicken strips and fries and a drink. I think it was probably like twelve bucks or something. So I hope they took notice of the of the concession prices, man. And 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 of course, that was big news. Everybody talked about that when they first opened that stadium. How affordable! Not only you can go get tickets, but you can take your family and be able to feed them. So. So that was cool, man. Um, again, the stadium was nice. The the fans, for for the most part, was were very hospitable. Um, yeah. And and of course, you know, not having a whole lot to cheer about um, um, as a Falcon fan, as we led most of that game. But uh, but it was cool, man. It was a cool overall experience. Um, for, for those that are listening, it was a group of about thirty uh commander fans that had gotten together and got a group package and we were all sitting i think two rows took up two rows in one of the sections and uh and as you can tell my voice is a little bit 
a little bit hoarse, man. We was yelling yeah. and screaming and cheering and and a little bit of frustration with some stuff. But for the most part, it had a lot to do with yelling, screaming, and cheering, right? right? So, so a quick question I have about it is, you know, it's not that terribly far from the D.C. area, right? It's not like you're going cross country. I mean, it's not a, it's not a it's not a like you're going to Philadelphia close, but it. Right. How how is the Washington fan base? I mean, could when, when something positive went well besides your section, could you hear any cheering in the stadium? Yes, um, yes. I, I would say so. What was very interesting about it was um, being in the dome when the Falcon fans cheered. It was extremely loud, right? But when you looked at it in the stadium, there were a lot of empty seats. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you had mentioned that you had texted me about it. I guess on the broadcast. And we were talking to some Falcons fans, and they said the thing about Falcon games is going to the stadium is as much as, a, as an event and to be seen. So although people were in the stadium, okay. they weren't necessarily in their seats because there's TVs in the concourse area and, and the, you know, that type of thing. So you can be in the stadium and watching the game, which, which I think is stupid. If I got right. low-level seats, I'm not going right. to be on the concourse. I'm going to go watch the game, but that's right. me. Right. Um, so there were a lot of people that were still – present in the stadium but they were not actually in their seats okay. uh, but again when something positive for the falcons falcons happened uh, it was pretty loud it was pretty loud and cheering and so in the contrary whenever there was something to happen for positive for washington there were enough of us in there where you can hear it, it was a huge huge um uh collection of commander fans there uh, some okay. folks were running around calling it fedex field south um uh, because <laughs> yeah. because to your point Atlanta is an easy, it's a fairly easy place to get to if you're living on the East Coast. Cause we got to talking to some folks that were from Florida. There were some people from uh, the Carolinas right. that it came in. Of course, the people from the DC area, you know. So there were people from all over um, that flew in because Atlanta is a pretty cool city and also um, uh, a fairly easy uh, place to get to, you know, quick one hour, one hour and a half, two hours at most type flight from right. anywhere on the, on the East coast. So, so there was quite a few people there, man. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and for those that don't know, um, you know, before the Carolina Panthers were there, uh, the Carolinas were, were Washington territory, uh, from, right. from a broadcast perspective, it was, you know, Maryland, uh, DC, Virginia, all the way down to the Carolinas. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of fans that, that go far that you know go into the south there uh mm -hmm. even into northern georgia um now obviously in today's world you have transplants everywhere with people mo moving here and there for jobs a, a lot more now than they did 20 yeah. 30 years ago um but yeah it sounds like a cool cool experience i uh it was man you sent me a, a picture or two and and, I, and i'm not gonna lie even though i've been to two games at fedex field this year i when you sent them to me i'm like man i should have been in atlanta i should have been there with <laughs> my main man reggie and, uh, yeah, and, and man. The, it, it was and awesome the man. with him it was awesome and of course getting a win most importantly um was the most important thing i think that came out of that i don't think i think we all would agree that a four straight loss uh would have been bad not only for the team for the fan base but then to lose what by all accounts, most people felt like a game a game against a team that we should at least compete with and win against. So, right. so winning this game went a long way. 
Um, I think it eased a little bit of the Chicago Bear game, and then knowing that we have the Giants on the, on the horizon. But uh, but for this game, man, it was good. It was good, good environment, good vibes, good feel. Uh, the rally was the night before. Um, okay. And Saturday, the team has now officially began to do rallies. And and how was that? How was that? Uh, the because we talked about that on the on the pregame that that Washington yeah. or did we talk about it on the pregame or was it off off I, air? I, I, I don't uh, recall, but I do know. So what you're referring to is uh, during the past few years, the rally captain was the official, unofficial, uh, put it on the rallies, but the team decided to take that over, take that back over. So rallies going forward will all be put on by the team. And uh, they, <laughs> they, they need a little more practice. Uh, okay. The venue was really nice. It was three levels. And apparently they told the establishment to expect about 100, 150 people. <laughs> but it ended up being probably about 600 people. Yeah. And uh, so they were not staffed, man. The place wasn't quite big enough. I mean, you know, for those that like adult beverages, they had two bartenders trying to serve everyone. Wow. Uh, alcohol. I mean, it was, yeah, it was not, wow. they, they were not stacked for it. Uh, but the vibe being in the city, everything else going on was, was good for people. It was one of those places where you, you wear a band, you go up to it and you pour and it, it measures by the ounce. They have all these beers on taps and all okay. this other stuff. So you can kind of serve yourself a little bit, Yeah. but there was a long line just to wait to get the band. Uh. So you can go now start drinking and getting trashed right so <laughs> right um so it delayed it delayed some of the uh drinking a little bit for some people but uh but but again it, it was just that they weren't staffed for the amount of people that showed up man but it was fun it was fun it was really cool good, good. um and that type of deal but it was fun it was fun good 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 times here in atlanta man yeah yeah it sounds like it sounds like it and then uh then then you get to sunday morning slash afternoon and you know, you already talked about kind of walking around the stadium, enjoying the stadium, and then and then the game starting, and game um, starts. and and it was a little bit of a a different feeling of of Washington starting out right away on the first drive. They 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 came up short on the touchdown, but they scored on the first drive. Yeah, and I thought that was important. I, absolutely, absolutely. I thought, it, yeah. I thought it was important that they were able to move the ball. Obviously, you want to come away with seven. But getting the field goal was was still positive. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that was good. And then of course Atlanta then turns around and drives the field and gets a touchdown. And it's, it's interesting. We talked about this before that we could all root and cheer for the same team, but the difference of opinions among fans can be wild. And right. so we were sitting again. We was in a group of people and. A defense goes down and scores seven on the opening. I mean, the uh, allows a touchdown on the opening drive, right. and immediately they're ready to fire Jack right there. Put him on the right. plane, get him out of there. <laughs> and I'm like, right. and I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Is it great that the defense allowed them to score? No, I said, but we've never seen this team before. This is a new Atlanta team. They right. scripted their play. So now, what you want to see is. So now that they've gone down the field and you've seen their first script 15 scripted plays and they score. So what adjustment does Jack make now? If they right. get their second possession, 
and march down the field and get another touchdown, then you should be worried. But let's see what adjustment the defense makes before we just decide it's time to fire Jack Rio after the first off Atlanta Falcon offensive drive. Right. I said, what if we score a touchdown now and then we stop them three and out? Right. Sh- should we should we still put him on the plane? I'm like, hold, just hold on. <laughs> right. And, sh- and then sure enough, you know, Atlanta comes out. I don't recall what they did on the second drive, but it wasn't a lot. Right. And then we score, and then all of a sudden, people are happy again. <laughs> We're happy again. It's like, come on, man. Kill it. Yeah, man. yeah. It it's um we talked about it before the game. You you definitely have people that are I think throughout the game from week to week are are, are I'll just call them knee jerk people, right? There yes. it, it's the extreme of one or the other. <laughs> You know, we're man. We might go to the Super Bowl. Oh man, we man, we're, we're going to get the first pick in the draft. You know, it, yeah. from week to week, it goes back and forth, and um, the the highs and lows, and, and I I don't know I don't know why there's no evaluation filter that goes on uh, in their heads between between one comment or one play and another. Um, but you know that that's fans, right? That that's fans on every team, and uh, we all ultimately we all cheer together um yeah but 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 it's a challenge i know for for you and i uh sometimes as as people don't evaluate it you know let me let me give you one more crazy thing and 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 the game had a few of them obviously you spend three hours with people you you tend to get a little bit of everything yeah but it was a little bit of uh i think Bijan robinson was on either cody barton or i think it was cody barton yeah and it was why they put Cody Barton on Jamie Davis? I mean, uh, Cody Barton on Bijan Robinson. I'm like, right. Bijan Robin against a lot of players is going to be a mismatch. Yes, but just like we scheme up Antonio Gibson on a linebacker, right? They scheme up their running back to get mismatches just as well. And guess what? When you're running running back across the face of a run of a linebacker in the zone, he is supposed to pick up whoever that is. Right. Whether it's a wide receiver, tight end, or running back. They schemed it that way. Right. And guess what? Nine times out of ten, Cody Barton or any linebacker is going to lose trying to cover Bijan Robinson. That's just the way it goes. Even even Cody Barton knew he couldn't hold Bijan Robinson. He was just hoping they'd throw it to him, probably. Right, right. But all well, of a sudden, he, we want to we want to kick Cody Barton off the team again. Yeah. Fire yeah, yeah. Jack Del Rio again. Because why would you put Cody Barton on Bijan? Because they schemed it that way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Co- Cody wasn't uh, part of the strategy. wasn't for Cody Barton to mirror uh, Bijan wherever he wherever exactly. he goes. We, we, we're going to put our lockdown uh, Cody Barton linebacker on Bijan. <laughs> that, that's not happening. Right. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, listen, calm down. It, it's just they schemed it that way. You know, those guys get yes, paid too. Yes. Right. I was like, oh my God, man. Yeah, uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. Did, did you want to call out any names of the people that, that said these types of things, Reggie? I'm no, just checking. No, no, okay. I'm no, just checking. No. We'll I'm just call just we'll just we'll just call them commander fans. All right, all right. All all our family. All our fan family. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and as we're going to continue to talk about a few different points throughout the game, uh, I'll go over just a few stats here. Um, you know, one of the things that I saw that kind of, and and actually I didn't even write the number down, but the, but uh, you know, it didn't seem like Atlanta had over 400 yards of offense. 
Um, right. They had, you know, 400 yards uh, to our 250-ish, 270-ish. Um, it didn't seem like there was that big of a disparity as I'm watching it. Um, right. But but they, you know, they had a, you know, a drive that went all the way down to the end zone and or down to the goal line, basically, and through a, a – uh, interception in the end zone. So you, you have a lot of yards there without any, ultimately any, any points out of it. Um, but Ritter was 28 for 47. Uh, only had a, had less than a 60% uh, completion percentage, um, 307 yards, two TDs. And the important part was the three interceptions and they were all in the second half. Um, so that was really big. Uh, their running backs had, 27 uh, attempts uh, across the board for only 88 yards. So I, I think we've done a really for, – for the knock that we give our defensive line for not putting enough pressure at different points this year, uh, they've done a really good job of defending the run up to this point of the season. Uh, you know, th- that Pretty much every game they've done well. Uh, they did have, for the fourth week in a row, they had a wide receiver – uh, of Drake London going over 100, 100 yards. He, he was uh, nine receptions for 125 yards. Um, again, that's that's four weeks in a row that one wide receiver is just just dominating, producing. <laughs> I mean, uh, producing, overproducing. I, I would say. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, Washington uh, Howell uh, only twenty three pass attempts, uh, fourteen for twenty three. Uh, three TDs. Um, our running backs had 18 rushes for 69 yards. So you would have liked more production with the 18 runs, but um, 18 rushes to 23 passes. Uh, Hal had a few runs that I didn't that I didn't count in there, but uh, the running back 18 rushes to 23 passes. Still a little bit more passes, but I'm 100% fine with that ratio. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree, you know, as as we, you know, prep for the, the podcast here, looking at the numbers here, even I, I was at the game and, and again, looking at them like, <clears throat> I didn't quite see the numbers that Atlanta produced, even watching it. Like, I, I, I knew Drake London has quite a few catches, but man, I didn't realize he had nine for 125. Yeah. I didn't realize that Ritter threw, had 47 pass attempts for 307 yards. Yeah. But at, at the same token, I didn't realize that Sam only had 14 completions out of, out of 23 passes. Yeah. So it was kind of weird to see the numbers, the, the final stats after watching the game. Um, clearly, what stood out the most for me is the the turnovers by Atlanta. So the three interceptions that uh, 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 we were able to get on them. Um but the other part of that was how our special team. So we finally saw a little bit with uh, Jameson Crowder and the impact that that can do. And of course that led to a quick touchdown. So right. Sam had three touchdowns for the day. And one of them was the quick, quick score, quick strike, strike uh, play. And I think that was to uh, uh, Robinson B Rob after the 61 yard punt return by Jameson Crowder. Uh, no, that that would have been no. That one was the that was to Gibson. Uh, Gibson. The little oh, the over in the kind of over in the flat where he rolled in and yes, 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 yes. You're right. He rolled to his right, 
Gibson was wide open right after right. that. You're right. You're now, right. I, I got a quick question. You you mentioned the, the Crowder punt return, and I know I saw your vantage point that you were down towards one of the end zones. Was that away, toward was that us. running was away from you or towards you? It was toward us. Okay, so, so we, had, we had a discussion uh, as we were – as that play ended. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, or was there any conversation in the crowd – did did he slow up or did he get winded and couldn't maintain the speed and the distance? Cause he because he kind of got it almost looked like he he thought that he cut past the last person and he was just gonna cruise in. But then other people said, nah, man, he just he's he ran out of steam. He couldn't maintain that level of speed and they caught him. Okay. So there's two <laughs> ways to answer this question. So we were in the end zone as he was coming toward us. Right. And we could see as soon as he caught it, it just opened up okay. and he took off running straight up the middle. And then he got some key blocks. Right. What was interesting though, is as he's running, of course we're yelling and screaming and the fans mm-hmm. are going nuts. And, and of course it's the, just the proverbial, as soon as he gets tackled, everybody, Oh man. So, yeah, yeah. so we immediately <laughs> turn away from the field because everyone is high-fiving and all this going nuts over right. what just happened. Right. Right. But listening to, um, I think it was John Kime doing his post game. And of course, you know, the press is there. They mentioned that Crow- Crowder seemed to have run out of gas. Okay. So I couldn't tell you if he slowed up thinking he had it versus run out of gas. But according to John Kime and the, the media and the press was there, they mentioned that it looked as if Crowder ran out of gas. And that's how he got caught by the, <laughs> All right. All right. by the guy. Yeah, it, it, it was a conversation we were having and, and, I mean, we were cheering and happy because of a, a, a great it was return. A huge game. Uh, but, you know, if I would have come up short as a for a field goal, as an example, we'd have been like, oh, man, you know, what, you know, just a little more steam or, or that, that he thought he was going to coast in or whichever it was, uh, you know, would have, could have, should have at that point. Right, right. But, but yeah, um, I I couldn't tell you, man. We immediately just turned because because it immediately put us in scoring position, and so right. we were just we were just excited about what had just happened. So we didn't yeah. care. We was like, <laughs> ah, we don't care. Um, yeah. The other thing that jumped out was clearly the the intent to get Terry into the game early. Yep. Uh, he finished the game six catches of eighty one yards. Um, what I'd like to see though is, and, and we're nitpicking here, but you get Terry involved early and you get him in bunches. And then after that, it's like nothing happens, right? Why right, can't right. we be consistent getting him a few catches throughout the game? Uh, because it, it, it seems like whenever Terry gets involved in our offense, good things seem to happen. And so why not just consistently get the ball to Terry? Not just we go through a moment. It's just Terry, Terry, Terry. Um, but nonetheless, it was good. It seemed to get the team in a, in a, in a flow. And uh, we were able to get going and, and uh, like I said, secure the victory here um, yeah. uh, for Atlanta against yeah. Atlanta. I, I know I, I don't want to go into a deep dive conversation here, um, but uh, we all thought that Dotson was going to have a bigger impact this year. And so far, he really hasn't. He had a, I'll call it a big drop. Um, yeah. you know, he, he, it was a nice pass from, from Hal. That, that laid it right in there over top of some people right into his hands and would have been a, a nice pickup and Dotson dropped that. 
Um, he did that again. He had a, a, a wide open one a couple weeks ago. I don't think it was against um, maybe it was against Philly and not. I don't think it was against um, Chicago. Chicago. But, uh, but he's but he's had a couple. All of a sudden, a couple drops here that are open drops. And and last year, he looked like he had hands like like Terry. You know, yeah. he just hands of glue make tough tough catches. And now a couple drops here on what I would call wide open from a receiver perspective, wide open uh, drops. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because he only had, I think, one target. And that was the one you're referring to during the game. Yeah. I, I myself thought Jahan was going to have big impact on this team this year at EB system. But I will say that I thought that our tight ends would have a huge impact in EB system. We right. thought all three of our wide receivers was going to have a big impact in EB's system. We thought Antonio Gibson was going to have a huge impact catching the ball out of the backfield in EB's system. And this is, seems to be a situation where either some of these guys aren't getting open like we thought they were, like they would, we thought they would be, or is a situation where there's just not enough balls to go around. Because the John Dotson to get one target makes no sense to me. Um, but I don't think that Jahan is having the case of drops as much as the times that he's dropped past. There was one where just hit him right in the hand. And that, right. and that, that happens to all receivers. I mean, I've seen Stefan dig all those yeah, guys, yeah. but the pass yesterday to me was, I know a lot of people say, well, if it hits him in the hand, they got to catch it. The ball was a little bit out in front of him. Could he have caught it? Yeah, I think so. But the throw could have been a little bit better. But when you only get one target a game, yeah, you know you're only getting you're only getting you're not getting the touches that you're supposed to. Was it a case of Jahan realizing through five games the ball's not getting spread around like we all anticipated? I mean, hell, even as fans, we thought that. So was he? Did he think the ball was coming to him and he didn't? He wasn't running full speed. Who knows? Right, right. But I don't think that something is going on with Jahan Dotson where all of a sudden he can't catch the ball. Yeah. Um. I like to see him featured a little bit more, but again, man, I think that's just not enough balls to go around. Yeah, yeah. Personally. I, I, I don't disagree. Like I said, I'm not. Don't want to make a bigger deal out of it. Um, I expected. I agree with you. I don't know that he was going to have better numbers than Terry this year. I'm not going to go anything like that. But I expected him to be. That's know, a major definitely, definitely a, a better Robin to Terry being Batman, and he just kind of at, at this point hasn't. I, I again, I don't know if it's the scheme. I don't know if he just doesn't have that feel and, and connection with uh, Sam Howell. If it's EB or if it's Dotson, just not not getting open at this point. I mean, I mean, look, um, it's just Curtis something Samuels. I noticed after six. You know, we're talking six games. Uh, you, you should you're starting to get trends at, at this point of the season. Well, it, it came it came up right. That's what I'm, that's why I'm mentioning here is right. it came up it came up during the game. Uh, among, amongst kind of a little bit of crew here. And it was like, basically, jo Josh, uh, John Dodson can't catch the balls anymore. Somebody even posted on Twitter that uh, he's earning his seat, you know, because his last name is Dotson, D-O-T-S-O-N. Right, right. And they posted a picture of Josh Dotson, the wide receiver from TC TCU, who couldn't right. catch the ball. And they're right. saying that John Dotson is earning his seat to his last name. You know, and wow. I'm just like, it's a bit extreme to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I just think Jahan Dotson. I'm not. Even, I'm not worried. I'm not even worried about Jahan Dotson. No, 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 no. But 
but I understand and people just all of a sudden, man, what had happened to, to Dodger? I mean, he can't even catch no more. I'm like, right, right. Uh, okay, well, but that's just the way it is. The way, way it is, man. I get it. I get it. Fans yeah. are very finicky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, it, it, it's it's the knee jerk. Like I said, I, I'm I'm bringing it up just for uh, for conversation. I'm not ripping into him necessarily. It's just kind of some observations, and just wanted to get your your two cents on that. Um, yeah. One of the, one of the people that we've been critical of, or, or I'll guess this season, and and really at different points over the last couple seasons, who we don't think has has reached his potential, actually had a, a good game. Uh, that'd be Jamin Davis. Um, obviously, he ended the game with a with an interception, but man, he he was flying around and making some some tackles on the line, um, and and kept their running backs in check. Like I said, they had twenty seven attempts for eighty eight yards. Um, what is that roughly three yards or just a pinch over three yards of carry as a defense, you'll take that all day. And right. Davis was a big part of that. Um, we talked about before the game that their tight ends, um, and running back, both were going to, were very active in this offense. And while they did produce, they didn't out and out kill us. And again, that's, that's up to the Cody Bartons and the Jammin Davises of the world to kind of keep them in check. And I noticed Davis numerous times making some some plays, and actually, you know, where you see his speed and his his uh, tackling ability, um, I think Davis gets out of position sometimes. But when he when he reads the play right, man, he he flies after the ball. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm I'll be interested to see what his the new the new stat these days is the what P PFF. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking to see what his number is because uh, I'm expecting him to have a, a good week. Um, the, the thing that. that I that I I question and wonder about Jamie Davis is whether or not he's still thinking instead of just reacting. And, right. and, and 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 you would you would expect that at this point in his career and in his defense he would be just flat out just reacting. But I wonder if with the inconsistency and the flash that we see, I wonder if he's still thinking and not just reacting. Yeah, and when he yeah. does have those moments of just reacting, that's when we see the flash play. Uh, we'll never know, but it's just kind of my, my my question, and I wonder. But what I will say about the defense as a whole, man, listen, uh, Ritter missed some open throws. Yep. Right? Um, had they connected on some of those throws, the game could have been different. And although Atlanta was – undefeated at home which was a, a fact that we actually broke a stat here yeah. apparently i didn't know this but apparently he had not lost a home game in high school and college and then as a starter in the pros he was undefeated at, at, oh, at wow. home here in atlanta so it was his first home loss on any level but certainly in the nfl right um but he missed on some key throws that could have made the outcome of this game differently and although we won although we held them to 16 points we still gave up 400 yards of offense. Right. Okay. And by all accounts, Atlanta is not considered a juggernaut offensively. So when we played the better teams, can our defense continue to hold up, man? I mean, at, at this point, Fair I'm still question. questioning, right? They got the three interceptions, which was great, but we still gave up 400 yards of total offense. Yeah. 
right? You play better teams, or hell, again, if Ritter connects with some of those plays, how different is the game? And, man, they still have to get it together. And I like the fact that after the game, Ron seems to still not have been happy about the fact that we won. It was like we won, that was great, but, man, there's still a lot to clean up, and I agree. Right. The defense has to be able to get this down, man. This is crazy that we're still getting – I mean, we still have the Atlanta – I mean, Atlanta, we still got the Miami Dolphins to play. Um, we still have the Rams. We still got the 49ers. We still got Seattle, right? These offenses about, you know, by all accounts better than, than, uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Philly once, uh, Cowboys twice. Yeah. Yeah. These are, these are good offenses. And yet we're still giving up 400. We give up 400 yards to an Atlanta offense. So still concerning. But I don't want to. I don't want to sour the W that we got on Sunday, man. But it's just still a little bit concerning from a big picture um, viewpoint that our defense is still, still not getting it together, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like I said, I, th- I think this was a overall was a team win. Um, kind of a balanced overall. Uh, Hal had a had an okay day. Running backs had an okay day um defense had an okay day and it was ultimately all of it pieced together to come away with a win um i I said i don't think there was any great aspects the 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 defense carried the offense or the offense carried the defense or or whatever um we already talked about it It, it's nice when special teams can do something uh i mean it, it it was it made for an easy score and you know you're talking about a a game that was basically by one by one touchdown difference so you know we all know in the nfl two or three plays out of an entire game make truly make a difference uh in in this in this league um so it was good to see it was good to see um and you know this week coming up we we got the giants um you know what what giants team are we going to are, are we going to face? Is it will be the one that just gives us fits every single time, or you know, is it going to be the Giants team that's just struggling this year? We'll we'll, we'll have that uh, be talking about that on our next podcast. But we will, we will, we'll see, man. But we'll we'll discuss the old New York Football Giants here later this week. But yeah, um, yeah. but for now, we'll just savor Monday victory, man. Um, before before we let out here, I'd be remiss to talk about uh we don't personally know the leno family uh on a personal level but we've had jen leno on our on our podcast in fact she was probably one of our she's our second guest i think yeah she was a guest on our podcast and uh and and of course they live locally in the dallas area in the off season and and of course she's she interacts with us on social media she's very interactive with fans on social media man and so i think if, if you hadn't heard she had posted uh that they had lost i think their their baby, which would have been their fourth, I think, their Correct. fourth little girl. Have been their fourth, yes. I, I don't know how far along she was in her pregnancy, but they had a miscarriage Saturday night, which is why Charles Leno did not suit up and play uh, during Sunday's game. And uh, man, I can't imagine what that's like. Um, you know, not having any kids of my own, but having something like that. You know, she was far enough along, but. I couldn't, I don't know exactly how far, but, yeah. but nonetheless, man, you know, thoughts are with them, man. And hopefully, you know, 
you know, that they can get through a difficult time and everything. Um, I We posted something on Twitter in response to her post about the miscarriage and things. She's very open about it. I, I no surprises how op- open she was about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just saying a family matter, you know, typically. That's her, that's her style. You know, yeah. th- that really is her style. She's she's very open about a lot of things and, and a lot of family and shares a lot. Um, yeah. and, and that's why we felt like there was a connection to, to get her on the uh, on the podcast. Um, yeah. And, you know, whatever, however people communicate and, and feel comfortable, she's always respectable. Obviously, the offensive line takes a lot of heat and. Mm-hmm. And she still, she doesn't want people to attack her or her husband, obviously, but she understands right. the, the criticism and, and is open um, through everything uh, with her right. life, with her children, her pregnancies um, and, and her husband as an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we wishing them the best man Absolutely. To, to, to get, to get past uh, the, the tragedy here uh, for them. And so I just wanted to kind of mention that. Um, as we go, that was the other big news leading into the game as well about Charles not playing due to the incident with uh, Jen. So, sure, sure, sure. So, and with that, man, that is all I have. That's all I have. Uh, yeah, let's see if we can uh, get a coming up next week against, like I said, the Giants. See if we can get a, a two-game winning streak going. Uh, that, that would definitely be be nice, and uh, you get you get that win and if you can start playing a little bit better, consistently better, uh, th- things may turn around for, for Washington and our approach to the season could, could quickly change. So uh, with that, I thank everybody. Hit us up on Twitter. And uh, until next time, peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out, y'all.